On this episode of the Advanced Foundations Podcast, Setting the Captives Free will encourage you to use the tools of your own personal freedom to help others experience their own personal victory to be all God has called them to be. Welcome to Setting the Captives Free. This is session six. Uh, We've been talking about the ministry of Jesus that he quotes out of Isaiah, and we know it as Luke 4, 18 and 19. Said the Spirit is upon me, for He's anointed me to preach good news, the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, and so forth. And so, this particular session, we've been talking about practical ministry, and now we're going to talk about okay, what does it mean to heal the brokenhearted? So, before we go there, and I want to go to Isaiah 61, which is where Jesus quotes uh, this passage and says, "This is about Him." First one, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. may read a little different than yours, but still it's the basic same thing. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and opening of the prison to those who are bound. Excuse me. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of right, uh, trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Now, let me just make a couple of comments there. God's heart from the beginning was to heal us. He knows there's hurt and pain in this world. He says in John 16, Jesus says that in this world, you're going to have tribulation. Why? Because of sin. Sin is the problem. Sin either in me or sin in someone else that's affected me. But since the problem, Jesus came to solve the sin issue. He became sin so we could be healed. And that healing is in every aspect. But when you look at this, what, what this passage, now remember, he quotes the first part of this in Luke. He has come to console those who mourn, to comfort all who mourn, to give them beauty for ashes. When you think about ashes, everything's burned up. There's nothing left. He said, I'm going to give you beauty for ashes, oil of joy for mourning. I'm going to give you the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. All of that is hurts, pains, disappointments. He knows we're going to go through that. He knows we live. He knows our state. He understands that. He came and said he, he, he took all of that upon himself. He experienced that himself. He knew that. He wasn't surprised by man's failure. And so he provided all along for healing. So how do we get healed? Well, and let me, first before we go there, let me just say the whole point of this that we could be called trees of righteousness the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. He's glorified in setting us free and healing us. Now look at verse four, though. It says, and they shall rebuild the old ruins. They shall raise up the former desolations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Wow, that's what we get to do. So he, he wants to heal us. He wants to restore us so then we can now be used. And then verse seven says, instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. Instead of confusion, you shall rejoice in their portion, and therefore in their land they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. This is God's heart. Isaiah 53, 
is another passage that prophesies about Jesus. It says he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he's borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him. He was him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes were healed. I want to encourage you. Read Isaiah 53, the entire passage there. Read Isaiah 61. Become familiar with that. That's God's heart. He loves us. He knows the hurt and pain. He knows the difficulties that we encounter. And he has provided through the cross, through what Jesus went through, for us to be healed. Not We don't have a problem free life, but we can be free of the hurt and the pain. God wants us to have a healed heart. The heart is the issue. It says, Proverbs 4.23, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. For as a person thinks, this is Proverbs 23.7, for as a person thinks in his heart, so he is. The heart is huge. The, and again, what are we talking about? Well, we're talking about the innermost being. I'm not talking about just head knowledge. We're talking about the deepest thing in you. If you go and read the Sermon on the Mount, which we find in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, you know, we read that and go, oh my gosh, all this stuff. Well, if you really look at it from a big picture, what God is saying, look, I'm after your heart. I love you, and I want your whole heart to be after me. He's not after our performance and us acting a certain way. He really rebuked the, the uh, Pharisees and Sadducees for their hypocrisy. He said, look, you're acting one way, but your heart is not with me. Inside is not right. And what God is saying is, look, I want your heart. If you're in a love relationship, somebody wants your heart. You don't want to just have an action. You don't want to just have a peripheral, you know, like, okay, we got to go through the motion. No, a love relationship is about a heart depth inner being, whatever you want to call it. And so that's why it's so important to get healed. Why does he heal the brokenhearted? Because if our heart is hurt and broken, we have a hard time relating to people and we're going to have a hard time relating to him. So healing is for us so we can help others get healed too. We've got a number of verses, if you do have a manual, uh, that relate to the heart. And so God is wanting heart. It says with Romans 10.10, 10, with the heart one believes and the righteous with mouth confession is made. It's the heart that God is after. He wants us to completely, at, at the deepest level, to really love him. The more that we can get, get in contact and get healed in our heart level, and especially allow his healing to come in, then the more that we can release that to someone else. Hurting people will hurt people. But healed and free people will release healing and free freedom to other people. That's what God wants us to do. He loves us. He wants to heal our brokenness. He wants to heal our hurt. He wants to deliver us and set us free. So <clears throat> we talked about this a little bit in uh, the prior session about practical ministry. But this is Matthew 12, 34, the last part of it. says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Why I shared this last time and I'll share it again this time is because it's so important to recognize that, again, we're talking about praying for people. People 
will speak right out of their mouth what's really going on. So if you're listening with spiritual ears and natural ears, most people will give away exactly what's going on. You're going to hear pain. You're going to hear anger. You're going to hear unforgiveness. You're going to hear bitterness. You're going to hear fear. You're going to hear all kinds of stuff coming right out of our own mouth. Because why? The mouth confesses what's really in the heart. And so that's the key deal. Uh, this is another passage. This is Luke uh, chapter 6, verse 43. So for a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, bring forth what's evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. There's a lot in that passage, and I encourage you to look at that again. He's just saying, look, you're going to produce what is in you. That's just the bottom line. If you're connected to the source of life, to Jesus, by the power of the Spirit, good things are going to come out. If you're connected to evil things, evil things are going to come out. So God is trying to get us to understand that, that while we get connected to the source of life, life can flow through us. I'm not talking about being perfect. I'm not talking about perfection. Listen, we all struggle with issues of the flesh and things that we shouldn't do and think and say. But the reality is, is that the root system is the key. Are we connected to Jesus? And so how do you know what's coming out of your mouth? What's coming out of your mouth is actually coming from your heart. Matthew 15, 18 through 20 says, those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. They defile a man. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. So we need to understand that that pain coming out of, or not pain, just whatever's coming out of your mouth is coming from your heart. And pain is what I want to talk about next. Pain is something that's an indication that something's wrong. For example, if I break my arm, it's going to hurt. And if it didn't hurt, I wouldn't know I broke it, and I could do more damage to it. So a lot of times we think pain is an enemy, but pain is not an enemy. Pain directs you to something that's an issue. So once you, again, what we don't want to do uh, in getting healed and helping other people get their broken heart healed is just deal with superficial issues. Deal with issues. Well, I have struggle here and struggle there. Jesus came to get the root. He wants to cut it off. He wants to heal us. He wants to deliver us. Why? So we can be trees of righteousness that I read in Isaiah 61, so that we can restore and rebuild all those things that the enemy has torn down. So we get to be used too. I can't give away what I don't have. If I've allowed God to heal me, I can then impart that to someone else. That's, again, back to my testimony. Uh, my testimony is powerful. If God has done something in me, I can share that. Somebody say, well, I don't believe that. I, I don't know. All I can tell you is, is that once I was blind and now I see, that's what the blind man said. I don't know if, if he's evil or what he is. Seemed like he's a you know, pretty good man to be able to do this kind of miracle. All I know, I'm blind, now I see. Well, what are they going to do with that? So every part of your testimony is so, so very important. So pain is not an enemy. It leads you to something. And so what happens is God wants to heal us. 
And here's, I want to just talk about the, the really the, the fastest way to healing. We mentioned that in the other one. I mentioned it in the other session, is dealing with forgiveness. Now, I want to read this passage. This is uh, Matthew 18. I hope that you're somewhat familiar with this. If you're not, I encourage you to become familiar with it. This is a parable that Jesus is telling. This is Matthew 18, verse 21. It says, Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times. He said, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And we begun to settle accounts. One was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. We wasn't able to pay. His master commanded that he be sold, his wife, his children, and all that he had, and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. The master of the servant was moved with compassion. He released him, forgave him completely the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, and he laid hands on him, took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe me. So his fellow servant, he fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. But he would not. He went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when the fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. The master, after he had called him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me, should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servants just as I had pity on you? And the master was angry and delivered him over to the torturers until he should pay all that was due him. So my heavenly Father also do to you if each of you from your heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. Wow. It's a powerful, powerful passage of Scripture. And, and the, the whole um, theme of forgiveness is basically the essence of the gospel. Jesus forgave us a debt that we couldn't pay. So this is a story. This is the story he's telling is exactly what God did. He forgave us a debt we couldn't pay. And he's saying, look, I forgave you. Now you have to go forgive others. And we said, but you don't know what somebody did to me. You don't know how they violated me. You don't know how they hurt me. I don't. But I know this. What he's saying here is the debt that you owed <clears throat> was so much greater than what somebody has done to you. I forgave you that debt, therefore you must forgive. And if you don't, it's an open door to the tormentors and the torturers, whoever they are. I don't want to know them because they don't sound like very nice people. More than likely, that open door to the demonic. But the reality is, is that you really want to get healed, you got to learn how to forgive. Lots of issues I realize, and so this, I'm not trying to, we're not trying to counsel, I'm trying to provide everybody with every detail, but I want to tell you something. Choosing to forgive is the fastest way to freedom that there absolutely is. You want to get healed? Forgive. Forgiveness is love in action. It is. It is something, you know, says, well, you don't know what they did to me. You know how hard it hurts. I'm going to tell you something. If you don't forgive, you stay connected to that hurt and pain forever. And you go, that's just not right. Well, I didn't say it was right. 
Choosing to forgive is not agreeing with what they did. Choosing to forgive is taking the high road of Jesus and saying, I choose to forgive. I choose to let go. I choose to bless. I choose to release it. What happens is you say, well, you know, you know, I hurt so bad. You're going to keep hurting until you forgive. And so you got to recognize it's not about an emotion. I don't feel because I, I don't forgive because I feel like it. No, I forgive in obedience to God's word. Obedience, lining yourself up with God's ways and will and word will help you down the road and feelings will come. So you want to get healed? You got to learn how to forgive. So bottom line is, you've got to help people forgive. That really where it all boils down to. The person it's coming out of their mouth, again, it's not the only thing, because you'll hear fear, they need to know the love of the Father. But a lot of times, to heal a broken heart is really choosing to forgive somebody who's hurt them. And so, a lot of times, you have to lead them in prayer. Like I said a few minutes ago, uh, we've talked about it a number of times, leading people in prayer in a prior session, actually. But you have to lead them in prayer and just help them. Help them walk through that process. Uh, if you've really been hurt, really been wounded, really been violated, uh, Matthew 5, 44 said there's four steps that you have to do. You have to love your enemies. You have to bless those who curse you. You have to do good to those who hate you. You have to pray for those who spitefully use you. Those four steps you're going to have to go through on a regular basis. Remember, Peter said, how often do I have to forgive my neighbor? Seven times. How many times do I have to forgive my brother? How many times do I have to forgive the person that hurt me? Seven times? Jesus said, no, 70 times seven. Whoa. Wow. What he's saying is you have to forgive until the pain is not there any longer. That's what it's all about. It's not about a number of times. It's not about saying things a certain way or getting somebody to pray for you. No, it's choosing to walk in obedience to God's word, knowing that God's word works. It will set you free. That truth will make you free. It will set you free. So our job is to help people to really be able to walk through that. It's a process a lot of times, but always ask the Holy Spirit to help you, but he will. And again, out of the mouth, you're going to hear the issues of the heart. You're going to listen spiritually, and you're going to be able to help people get free. Now, a lot of times people have had trauma in their life that is really not an easy thing to deal with. And so we're, we're not saying we're going to solve every issue. What we're trying to do is help people. We can do a lot to help people, but we're not here to solve their problems, not to fix all their issues, but we, we can be a huge blessing. Now, we've got a chart here. It's in the manual. I think it's going to be on our, our screen there. It's called Healing the Brokenhearted. And I want to just walk through this, give you an overview. The first column there says causes. Let me call that original causes. Lack of love, rejection, abuse, whether it's verbal or physical, neglect, betrayal, trauma, abandonment. I can go on and on and on. And why I call those original causes because more than likely, you had nothing, these were done to you. Um, you can't change those. You, there's nothing you can change. But you can get healed from those. Those causes, those root causes in our life produce in us longing to be loved, produces hurt and pain, shame, insecurity, fear, rejection, 
And this is where the broken heart comes from. This is what the original causes produce, and that's it. This is our hurts and where we get really broken heart. Unhealed hurts and unmet needs fuel our pain. Pain's an indication that we have not fully forgiven from the heart or we haven't really received healing from the Holy Spirit. God wants to take our pain. You have to give it to him. You can't hold on to it. A lot of times we hold on to our pain because that's, we're, we're familiar with it, we're comfortable with it. No, you got to give it to him. Wrong responses and what I call open doors is what are the results of really a broken heart. We dishonor parents. We get angry. We have unforgiveness. We, have, we make judgments. And interval, interval is basically just a judgment against yourself. Uh, we allow curses and sins of our forefathers to work in our life, get involved in a cult or false religion. We have trauma, soul ties. All these things are wrong responses based upon a broken heart. The results of this are basically two categories, actions and in our thinking process. Action, because what a broken heart does and our wrong responses is it causes us to have bad behavior. It causes addiction. It's the issue of controlling fears, causing us to be critical and angry, unable to submit to authority. It produces sexual sins. It produces legalism. It produces all kinds of bad behavior. These are all results of the brokenheartedness and our wrong responses. So what do we have to do in the bottom line there? I'll go over it in just a minute. Is we're medicating the pain. Our thinking produces strongholds, faulty um, patterns of thinking that are just wrong. We, we think we're victims. We think like that. We, we get defensive, can't trust anybody, well, hopelessness, suicidal thoughts. Now, we can pull all those things down. So now look at the next little column there. The first original causes, the, what causes our broken heart. That's the hurt and pain that's in this world, produces pain. The, but our wrong responses are sin. And what we've got to recognize is not what was done to us, it was what our response to what was done to us is just causing us our problem. Now, that's really hard for people when you've been abused as a little girl or a little boy, violated as a, as a, by a parent or, or an adult. That's hard. But if you will take responsibility for it, you can break the pattern and get healed. That's my point. The issue is that what we end up doing is trying to medicate the pain or we were trying to find true love. We're always looking for the source of true love, which is actually the only place it is, is in Jesus. And wrong thinking. So all of that works together to keep us in bondage. The bottom line is, how do you receive healing? Well, go to the next level here. First and foremost, you've got to receive the love of the Father. His affirmation and discovering our true identity as a son of God and join his purpose of advancing his kingdom. Remember Romans 8 that we've not received the spirit of bondage again into fear, but we've received the spirit of adoption by we cry out, Abba, Father. It's the spirit that bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God. And so that is what we have to do. We've got a, we need a revelation. We need an encounter with the living God. And again, we're not here to fix everybody, but I'm going to tell you, we want to, our job of ministry is to help connect people to the power of God and to the reality of the gospel of what Jesus has done for us. Romans 5.8 <clears throat> says that God demonstrates his love while we were still sinners, 
<clears throat> went to the cross and died for us. So love is not an emotion. Love is an action. Love, Jesus demonstrated love. Jesus, God is love. Jesus demonstrated God love by laying his life down. And what did he do? He forgave. He released us a debt that we could not pay. So the bottom line is, you want to get healed of a broken heart, you've got to receive the love of the Father. He loves you. If you move to the pain area, how do you get out of this pain? Well, the Holy Spirit, the ministry of the Spirit can take that pain. Luke 4, 18 and 19, we've already read Isaiah 53, Isaiah 61. I encourage you to go back there and read. God's heart is to heal. So how do you get rid of pain? You, you forgive and you release the pain to him. Say, Lord, take the pain, take the hurt, take this, this awful feeling out of me, but you have to choose to forgive, which is the next, the next level here, dealing with sin. Take personal responsibility for your wrong responses. First John 1 John 1.9 says if, that if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us. He didn't say you're faithful and just, he's faithful and just. Not only to forgive us, but to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, wow. He has made the provision so simple. If we will call sin what he calls sin and choose to turn from it, I mean, he just takes it. So the key here, we need to know his love, but at the same time, we need to recognize that he works in this area. We forgive and we takes our pain. So it's a, we're working in both ways. I need his love. I need to forgive. I receive his love. I can extend his love. And then he takes my pain. And he just keeps working that way. And then, of course, the dealing with the, the actions of the flesh is it reckoning yourselves dead to sin and alive to God. And I'd encourage you to read Romans chapter 6. The mind part is 2 Corinthians 10, says we have weapons that are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. And the John 8 passage just said, look, the truth will make you free. So the bottom line, and that's what this line at the bottom is, focus on the love of the Father, and, and abide in his word. So what I want to do, I want to pray for us. I want to pray that God would heal our hurts and heal our brokenness and at the same time help us to heal others. Well, Father, we love you and bless you. We thank you so much. You knew that there was hurt and pain in this world. You came and you suffered the pain and the hurt, the beatings, the, the blasphemous words that were spoken against you. You said you took our shame you were rejected. All of that was for us. You did it. You went through all of that so that we could be healed. And by your stripes, we are healed. So I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, you'd heal our hurts and our brokenness. I pray we'd be filled with your love, and I pray that we would forgive and release people who have hurt us. The pain we give to you. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to take the pain Take the memories. God, you use all that in our life, but take the pain so it doesn't hurt any longer. So we don't flinch every time we're around someone. We truly forgive them and release them. So I pray, Lord, that not only would you help us to be healed, but Lord, you'd help us to be an agent of healing for people. Help us to be tuned in to really the things that are people are carrying in their heart that are hurting them, that we could help them get free. We want to thank you for allowing us to be a, a minister of the gospel. 
Lord, we want to help people experience the freedom and the healing that you paid for. So we love you, we bless you, and we thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this timely message. Pastor Terry and Susan Moore had a life-changing encounter with the Lord in August of 1982. They opened their home to a Bible study, which turned into a church now located in Carrollton, Texas. They have never been the same and hope that you encounter Christ in a real way. For more, connect to jterrymore.org.